And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West in the most haunted city in the country. Well, today is May 31st. 151st day of the year. 214 days remain till the year's over with. And it's National Macaroon Day. Autonomous Vehicle Day. National Fisher Folk Day. National Flip-Flop Day. National Save Your Hearing Day. National Senior Health and Fitness Day. National Smile Day. National Speaking Complete Sentences Day, which a lot of our students can't do. National Utah Day. Uh, Necrotizing Fasciitis Awareness Day. Scripps National Spelling Bee. Web Designer Day. What you think up on Grows Day. World No Tobacco Day. World. <coughs> Excuse me. Otter Day. And World Parrot Day. And may I say, some parrots speak in better sentences than some of our students. That will tell you something about the education level in this country. 455 A.D., Emperor Petronius Maximus is stoned to death by an angry mob while fleeing Rome. 1223, Mongol invasion of the Cumans, Battle of the Kalka River. Mongol armies of Chinggis Khan, led by Subatai, defeat uh, Kievan Rus and the Cumans. 1293, the Mongol invasion of Java. This was a punitive expedition against King Kirtininagra of uh, Chinggis Hari, who refused to pay tribute to the Yon and maimed one of his ministers, ended with a failure for the Mongols, regarded as uh, established city of Surabaya. 1578, King Henry III lays the first stone of the new bridge, the oldest bridge of Paris, France. 1610, the pageant London's love to Prince Henry on the River Thames celebrates the creation of Prince Henry as the Prince of Wales. 1669, citing poor eyesight is a reason, Samuel Pepys records the last event in his diary. The uh, 1775, American Revolution, Mecklenburg Resolves are adopted in the province of North Carolina. One of my collateral ancestors signed the Mecklenburg Declaration. We're always getting into trouble. 1790, Manuel Quimper explores the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Also in 1790, the U.S. enacts its first copyright statute, Copyright Act of 1790. 1795, French Revolution, the Revolutionary Tribunal is suppressed. 1805, French and Spanish forces begin the assault against British forces occupying Diamond Rock and Martinique. 1813, in Australia, William Lawson, Gregory Blacksland, and William Wentworth reach Mount Blacksland, officially marking the end of a route across the Blue Mountains. 1859, clock tower at the Houses of Parliament, which houses Big Ben, starts keeping time. 1862, American Civil War, Peninsula Campaign. Confederate forces under Joseph E. Johnston and G.W. Smith engage Union forces under George B. McClellan outside the Confederate capital of Richmond, Virginia. 
Interestingly enough, one of my colonels when I was in the military was a descendant of Joseph E. Johnston. And if he was anything like the Confederate general, somebody should have shot him. 1864, the American Civil War, Overland Campaign, Battle of Coal Harbor. Army of Northern Virginia engages the Army of the Potomac. 1879, Gilmore's Garden in New York City is renamed Madison Square Garden by way of Henry Vanderbilt and opened to the public at 26th Street and Madison Avenue. 1884, the arrival at Plymouth of to Ohio, King of Morris, to claim the protection of Queen Victoria. 1889, Johnstown flood. Over 2,200 people die after a dam fails and sends a 60-foot wall of water over the town of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. 1802, Second Boer War, Treaty of Vereeniging ends the war and ensures British control of South Africa. 1909, the National Negro Committee, forerunner of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, convenes for the first time on this date in 1909. 1910, South Africa Act comes into force, established in Union of South Africa. Uh, 1911, the RMS Titanic, the ship that couldn't sink, is launched in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Also on this date, 1911, the President of Mexico, Porfirio Diaz, leads the country during the Mexican Revolution. He was president for life. 1916, World War I, Battle of Jutland. The British Grand Fleet engages the High Seas Fleet. The largest naval battle of World War One. It's an indecisive battle. I no no clear, clear victor, in other words. Nineteen twenty one, the Tulsa Race Massacre kills at least thirty nine. But other estimates of black fatalities vary from fifty five to about three hundred. Nineteen twenty four, Hope Development School fire kills twenty four people, mostly disabled children. 1935, a 7.7 earthquake destroys Kita in the modern-day Pakistan, killing 40,000 people. 1941, Anglo-Iraqi War. The United Kingdom completes the reoccupation of Iraq, returns Allah to powers the region of Faisal II. 1942, World War II, Imperial Japanese Navy midget submarines began a series of attacks on Sydney, Australia. 1947, Nege, the democratically elected Prime Minister of Hungary, resigns from office after blackmail from the Hungarian Communist Party, accusing him of being part of a plot against the state. This act grants the communist effective control of the Hungarian government. 1951, Uniform Code of Military Justice takes effect as the legal system of the U.S. Army. 1955, the U.S. Supreme Court expands on its Brown versus Board of Education decision by ordering district courts and School districts to enforce educational desegregation at all deliberate speed. 1961, the South African Constitution of 1961 becomes effective, creating the Republic of South Africa, which remains uh, outside the Commonwealth of Nations until June 1, 1994, when South Africa is returned to Commonwealth membership. 1961, also uh, Moscow City Court to Rokotov. Fabashenko show trial begins, despite the uh, Khrushchev thought of reverse Stalinist elements in Soviet society. 
1962, West Indies Federation dissolves. 1970, 7.9 Ancash earthquake shakes Peru with a maximum mortality intensity of 8, which is severe, and the landside buries the town of Yungay, Peru. Between 66,794 and 70,000 people were killed and 50,000 were injured. 1971, in accordance with the Uniform Monday Holiday Act passed by the government in 1968, observation of Memorial Day occurs on the last Monday in May for the first time, rather than the traditional Memorial Day of May 30th. Uh, on this particular year, it was uh, May 29th. Uh, 1973, Senate votes to cut off funding for the bombing of Khmer Rouge targets in Cambodia, hastening the end of the Cambodian Civil War. And that's what I've meant in the earlier statements I've made about uh, the suits trying to take over the military. Uh, you don't publicly announce a limitation of actions of your military forces unless you're working for the other side. 1973, Indian Airlines Flight 440 crashes near Indira Gandhi International Airport, kills 48. 1977, a Trans-Alaska Pipeline System is completed. 1985, U.S.-Canada tornado outbreak. 41 tornadoes hit on Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, and Ontario, leaving 76 dead. 1991, Bicis uh, Accords in Angola lay out a transition to multi-party democracy under the supervision of the United Nations uh, Univev II peacekeeping mission. 2003, Air France retires its fleet of Concorde aircraft. 2005, Vanity Fair reveals that Mark Felt was deep throat from the uh, Watergate fiasco. For those that are not familiar with the name, Mark Felt was an American law enforcement officer who worked for the FBI, or as I'm calling them, the Keystone Cops. Actually, if I'm being chased by the FBI, the Keystone Cops, I'd be more worried about the Keystone Cops than I would be about the FBI. They're too busy being political. Um, Felt was an FBI special agent who rose to the position of deputy director, the second highest ranking post in the Bureau. Worked in several FBI field officers prior to his promotion. 1980, convicted of having violated the civil rights of people thought to be associated with members of the Weather Underground, but ordering FBI agents to bring it in their homes and search the premises part of an attempt to prevent bombings. He had to pay a fine, but was pardoned by President Reagan when he appealed. And in 2005, at the age of 91, he revealed to Vanity Fair magazine during his tenure as deputy director he had been a notorious anonymous source known as Deep Throat who gave... Washington Post reporters Woodward and Bernstein information about the Watergate scandal, which led directly to the resignation of President Nixon in 1974. Uh, Woodward, who had uh, vowed not to reveal Deep Throat's identity while he was still alive, uh, confirmed Felt's claim. Um, Nixon himself had suspected it was Felt, but it remained a secret for 30 years. He felt acknowledged uh, he was deep-throated after his daughter persuaded him to reveal the identity before he died. The uh, sad thing is when you can't trust senior members of your own administration 
you're doing something wrong. 2008, Usain Bolt breaks the world record in a 100-meter sprint with a one legal um, 1.7 miles per second. He did it in 9.72 seconds. Uh, 2010, uh, Israeli Shailet 13 commandos boarded the Gaza Freedom Fatilla while still in international waters trying to break the ongoing blockade of the Gaza Strip. Nine Turkish citizens on the flotilla were killed in the ensuing kerfuffle. 2013, the asteroid 1998 QE2 and its moon make their closest approach to Earth for the next two uh, centuries. Also in 2013, a record-breaking 2.6-mile-wide tornado strikes El Reno, Oklahoma, causing eight fatalities, including three storm chasers and over 150 injuries. If you're dumb enough to go chasing a major storm like that, well. Uh, 2016, Syrian Civil War. The Syrian Democratic Forces launched the Manbij Offensive in order to capture the city of Manbij from the Islamic State of Iraq and Levant. Uh, that's ISIL. 2017, a car bomb explodes in a crowded intersection in Kabul near the German embassy during rush hour. Nine are killed and 463 are injured. 2019, a shooting occurs inside a municipal building at Virginia Beach, Virginia. Thirteen are killed, including the shooter, and four others are injured. Well, you know, we've been talking about um, the alleged Nazi moon base. Now, there are those that believe it's fiction. Others believe that it's... Um, very valid um, possibility because let's face it, at the end of World War II a lot of prominent people vanished um, and it never turned up uh, now a lot of people died in the fighting in Berlin, I'm talking about uh, members of the prominent Nazis and Kamler had designed what was called the Bifrost Protocols which call for the establishment of a moon base. Um, and it's known that they were working on circular aircraft who had um, the ability to go into space. Uh, they did, in 1943, a test pilot for the uh, SS flew one of their craft uh, into Earth orbit. And now, see, part of the problem they ran into was they couldn't get things done as fast as they could because, I'm talking about the Nazis, because their um, leadership was a uh, Chevrolet mentality when, in fact, it should have been looking beyond. One of the things that they were working on were nuclear weapons. Now, the original theory was Einstein's. Einstein was German, but he was Jewish, and it was called, uh, what he touted was called Jewish physics, so it was ignored. But, in fact, it was um, 
the basis of the nuclear weapons that we have. Now, I've also read some material that said in 1943, the Germans detonated a nuclear weapon on the battlefield against a Russian force and decimated it. But they only had the one. Now, so clearly they lagged behind the Allies in the development of nuclear weapons. Uh, when the Nazi Party came to power in 1933, nuclear physics was one of several branches of research that were, uh, well, let's say vilified is what was called Jewish science, as I said. In fact, Einstein, who was visiting America at the time, they took power, didn't even go back to Germany, and a lot of other physicists and mathematicians left over the years. And after the invasion of Poland, many of those who remained were drafted into the army. It wasn't until 42 that Germany truly began to take nuclear weapons development seriously. Now, the, the SSE-4, which is Kamler's uh, group, removed as much nuclear research as it could from the experimental site at Hagerlock on the edge of the Black Forest and left behind one experimental nuclear pile and a handful of scientists who were eventually captured by American forces. They'd been planning to develop a nuclear warhead for the V-2 and for the, uh, what they were calling the America rocket, the A-9 and the A-10. But when Kamler activated the Bifrost protocols, the warheads were far in the future and the rockets themselves were lost when von Braun escaped into American hands with many of his key scientists. Now, there's been a number of attempts that, of course, have been poo-pooed in the, in the media to capture an American or Russian nuclear warhead uh, by the Germans for study. As early as December 1948, UFO activities reported over American bases that housed nuclear weapons. And this pattern has continued to the present day. And while no warheads have been confirmed as missing, it is regarded as an open secret that multiple covert missions have been launched against the Wahhaba base from the object of recovering American or Russian nuclear material and research. You know, with the confusion in the Russian uh, military um, after the fall of the Soviet Union, a lot of weapons were unaccounted for. Now, so far, Walhalla base has not made an attempt to launch nuclear weapons at Earth from the moon, and with most analysts unwilling to discount the possibility that they do have these weapons. Now, reports and images of UFO sightings since 47 show that uh, Kamler's engineers have developed three distinct generations of saucer, saucer craft from the Hanabu design. First generation in service roughly from 47 to 55 had an angular profile with a vertical-sided central command structure and three or four hemispherical blisters on the underside. Uh, this has been referred to by ufologists as the Adamski style. Uh, George Adamski uh, published photographs and accounts of contact with what he called the Nordic aliens in the early 50s, and among those photographs were pictures of uh, this first generation of the, the Hanabu. Now it's spelled H-A-U-N-E-B-U. Maybe Hanabu. From the early 50s to the mid-70s, this saucer design evolved into a more streamlined shape, presumably to improve in-atmosphere performance. 
central structure became more spherical. Saucer profile became uh, smoother, I guess you could say. They all shaped at first as saucers developed a symmetrical profile as the saucer element was moved up to the midline of the cabin. Now, about 1980, a third generation of spacecraft has been seen with increasing frequency. It's no longer saucer-shaped. These black triangles have been seen across Europe and North America. Now, at first, military authorities dismissed reports of these sightings of the, uh, as sightings of the then-secret B-2 stealth bomber, which wasn't shown to the public until 1988. But most of these black triangles were described as much larger and able to hover and do other flight maneuvers the B-2 couldn't do. Now, this type now seems to be the most common uh, UFO coming from the Wahala base. Estimated a typical craft is about 330 feet long, accommodated for 5,000 uh, assault troops and their equipment. And so far, the Black Triangle missions have been non-aggressive, apparently scouting locations or testing the Earth's responses. But some experts do believe that American actions on the moon were prompted uh, have prompted the uh, Kamler's uh, people to abandon the bombardment phase of the Bifrost Protocol and uh, initiate uh, preparations for the planned uh, invasion. Now, interestingly enough, John Kennedy in a speech made May 25th, 1961, said, I believe this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out, landing a man on the moon, returning him safely to Earth. No single space project in this period to be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space. He didn't mention anything about defense. Now, by the time Kennedy gave this speech in 61, which committed the U.S. to a moon landing, both the U.S. and the Soviet Union had been engaged in secret efforts to reach the moon for since the 50s, early 50s. And although Cold War rivalry was certainly a factor in the so-called moon race, it wasn't the only one. By now, everybody, well, the major powers knew that the Wahala base existed, and then it posed a threat, and certainly offered a treasure trove of advanced technology to which every one of the, uh, the, the two leading powers could reach it first. Now, both the U.S. and Soviet Union captured enough documents and parts to give them a fragmentary picture of the Nazi saucer research, but neither one had enough information to reverse engineer it. Initial experiments in Area 51 had led to a worldwide UFO scare in the late 40s, but hadn't resulted in a viable craft, and Soviet engineers had been unable to develop a craft capable of leaving the ground. Um, I mean, they are brilliant at copying technology. The problem is, um, well, to give you an example, they captured a B-29, I think it was, and they, this is during World War II, and they duplicated it. The problem was, when they finished, it was so heavy it couldn't fly. Now, both powers recognized the necessity of developing spaceflight capacity very quickly. 
and each one knew its rival was using captured German scientists to develop the, the V-2 into an intercontinental ballistic missile capable of delivering a nuclear warhead, which would enable it to project its power across the, across the globe. By 1947, each power also knew the most dangerous Nazi technology had been removed from Earth to somewhere in space, where it posed a continuing threat despite the fall of Nazi Germany. For the time being, rocket technology was the only avenue by which either superpower could pursue the goals of space travel and global nuclear domination. Now, don't forget, it was confirmed in Operation Hijump and Operation Windmill that there was a base in Antarctica, and that base was the fallback position in the event the Nazis lost. But when Operation Windmill personnel uh, accessed the base, it was abandoned. Now, at first it was thought the Nazis were building a space station in Earth orbit, and plans for the Oberth Sonninger, or the sun gun, had been recovered by Allied intelligence, and captured German scientists had boasted the project had been only five years from completion by the, at the time of the war ended. And a massive survey of Earth's immediate surroundings began, involving optical and radio telescopes, and culminated with early orbital missions from Sputnik and Pioneer satellites. Um, and then the, the manned Vostog and Mercury orbital missions, but nothing was found. There was a project called A-119, begun in 1958 by the Air Force. This project called for the detonation of a nuclear warhead on the moon for scientific purposes. Well, it's to boost morale in the face of the Soviet Union's early lead in the space race. Now, I can't think of any logical reason for that. According to recently declassified documents, this was a thin cover story for the destruction of Nazi base in order to keep its secrets out of Soviet hands if they should reach the moon first. Now, the project was canceled in January 1959 after calculations revealed the largest warhead the U.S. could then put on the moon was 1.7 kilotons, which was about 10% of the yield of a Hiroshima bomb. And given the margin of error in targeting a nuclear weapon over such a distance, it became obvious that uh, such a small explosion didn't guarantee the destruction of the base, even if its presence in Aristarchus crater could be confirmed. Now, Project Moonblink was a collaborative lunar survey launched by NASA in 1964. That was after it became apparent the rumored Nazi space base was not orbiting the Earth. The object of Project Moonblink was to uh, study so-called transient lunar phenomena, which had been reported with increasing frequency over the previous 15 years. From 1949 onward, flares of light, often blue or purple in color, had been reported from the Aristarchus crater in the northwest part of the, the moon's near side. Now, this project took thousands of images of Aristarchus and the surrounding area, along with the Alphonsus crater on the southeast side of the, the Meribrium, where other phenomena had been reported. And although these images weren't clear enough to distinguish structures, it did. the project did conclude in a secret memo to President Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, and Aristarchus required further investigation. So in 1959, the Soviet Luna 2 probe missed the Aristarchus crater and landed on the other side of the Meribrium. And other Luna program, uh, Luna uh, missions 
placed orbiters around the moon equipped with cameras to search for signs of human activity. Meanwhile, the U.S. Ranger program yielded a few images of the lunar surface before its probes crashed, but none showed anything that looked like a moon base. Ranger program was not an unqualified success in spite of what NASA announced. Now, before you question the involvement of NASA in military operations, remember, NASA, though it's called the Civilian Space Program, is actually a part of the Department of Defense. Now, Ranger 1 and 2 actually failed at launch. Ranger 3 to 5 all failed in flight with 2 missing the moon completely. Ranger 6 suffered a camera failure that may have been due to a hit from a uh, some weapon fired by the, the Germans. Proof shielding on the last three Ranger probe rounds allowed them to transmit detailed images back to Earth, but the resources were limited by the fact they were designed to crash into the lunar surface. Now, the Lunar Orbiter program from 1966 and 67 was more successful in the five missions that mapped 99% of the moon's surface with a resolution of 200 feet or better. And it did provide confirmation of man-made structures in our Aristarchus crater. Now, that information was used um, in planning a surveyor series of landers, which transmitted clearer images of the Wahala base before landing in widely scattered locations. Um, the surveyor uh, landings were from June 66 through January 68. Now, this deliberate dispersal of landing sites had two major objectives. Make it harder for Nazi scientists to recover the landers and analyze the technology and to preserve, if possible, the illusion they were part of an innocent scientific mission by the U.S., which wanted to keep up the idea they had no knowledge of the uh, Wahala base's existence. Now, in regard to the second part... At least the strategy was a failure. Spies inside Von Braun's staff at NASA were already feeding information to Wahala. They kept Candler's people fully informed about American progress on the hunt for the moon base. In fact, it was information leaked by these agents that enabled Wahala to shoot down Surveyor 2 and 4 without American knowledge. From the NASA Control Center, the effects of the, of the hit were impossible to distinguish from a malfunction in the lander's propulsion system. You know, one, one thing that has always been puzzling me, as fanatical as German agents have always proved to be, when they knew how uh, pro-Nazi a lot of these scientists were, that were brought over under Operation Paperclip, they removed that information from the files. A lot of them came here to El Paso to start with, and they were funneling the information even then to agents in Juarez, and it went back to Germany. Now, while the American Moon Program was conducted openly after Kennedy's pronouncement in 61, the Soviet version was kept secret. Its existence was even denied. The Russians didn't want their rivals to know how close they were to launching a man-moon mission. And their thinking was that uh, we'd not rush ahead so long as we thought we were ahead, giving the Soviet Union time to develop superior technology. 
and according to documents declassified in the Glasnost area of the 80s, it was felt by openly declaring a progress on the moon race that we made ourselves a more prominent target for the Nazi reprisals. Well, the whole world watched when astronaut Neil Armstrong stepped onto the moon in 1969, but the actual heart of the Apollo 11 mission was taking place 60 nautical miles above their heads when Michael Collins in the command module Columbia was continuing the reconnaissance work undertaken by previous Apollo missions to photograph the Wahama base. Since Apollo 8 had first orbited the moon in December of 68, NASA had photographed the base with ever more powerful cameras to assess its defensive capabilities. And back on the Earth, planning experts analyzed the photos and the films brought back from the Apollo orbiters and developed an assault strategy. Well, while the Apollo missions were in effect putting boots on the ground and developing expertise for a planned ground assault, the Russians took a different approach. The Zahn series of missions were still described as planned moon landings, but they secretly aimed to create an orbiting base assembled from Soyuz 7K through L1 components, which would be used to knock out the Wahala base's defenses from long range before dropping troops to overwhelm the base. Unfortunately for everybody concerned, this plan did not reach completion. Now, in parallel with the satellite programs, both the U.S. and the Soviet Union began planning moon bases of our own. The intent was to take over the moon and extinguish the Nazi threat once and for all. And, of course, this effort was spurred by growing uh, Cold War tensions. Even though the initial saying was, who controls the Earth controls the space around it, well, whoever controls the space also controls the Earth. So if you've got a base on the moon with the capability of hitting targets on the Earth, you're pretty much in control. Now, the Black Suns, which is the name given to Camelers, people on the moon, response to the Apollo landings came in 1970 with the attack on Apollo 13. When the spacecraft came within five and a half hours of lunar orbit, it was hit by an energy beam that caused an oxygen tank to explode, which damaged the service module and caused the mission to be aborted. Well, for three days, the world watched as the crew struggled to survive and come back to Earth in their crippled spacecraft, believing American press reports that wrote the explosion off as an accident. In American military circles, though, it was well known this was an attack and a response of some kind was needed. Apollo 13 was the last of the program actually to be launched. The remaining four missions were simulated in the Nevada desert while we secretly switched our efforts to develop Von Braun's proposed moon base in order to mount an assault on Wahala and end the Nazi threat once and for all. 1958 and 59, and I've talked about this before, both the Army and the Air Force commissioned plans to establish a manned base on the moon by the mid-60s. The Air Force's plan, called uh, Project Lunix, used a one-piece lander and return vehicle looked something like the space shuttle that we used in the late 20th century. Planned to establish a permanent American presence on the moon by 1968. Now, officially, the project was scrapped over crew safety concerns because the lander had acquired an even larger rocket than the Saturn V to take it to the moon. But in actuality... Various aspects of the Lunex designs were developed as classified projects at the Lockheed Martin Skunk Works in 
were incorporated into uh, Project Horizon. Now, Project Horizon was conceived by Werner von Braun's people as they at the Army Ballistic Missile Agency and aimed to establish a manned moon base by 1967. Saturn A boosters were used to lift components into orbit where they'd be assembled at a at a space station. The project was examined at the highest levels and unfortunately uh, shelved in favor of the Apollo program. Now, after the attack on Apollo 13, though, priorities changed. It was clear that um, there were other uh, concerns to be addressed. After a total of 40 classified launches in 1970, the, the so-called Lunar Shuttle was completed and Starting in January 1971, it landed structural components on the southwest edge of the Mariabrium, which was some distance from the Wahala base. And the defensive perimeter was immediately set up, consisting of low-yield Davy Crockett nuclear rockets and Claymore mines adapted to pierce spacesuits. And having used and seen the results of the, anything that got caught in the uh, blast radius of a Claymore, it can definitely do you some hurt. First phase of construction was complete by April, and over the following 18 months, a large component of trained volunteers from every elite branch of the U.S. military moved in. So what this is saying is, January 71, we had a moon base. Now, the Soviet Zvezda project was begun in 72, and it was planned to deliver prefabricated modules to the moon using the N-1 rocket, which was the Russia's answer to the Saturn V. And they were going to assemble the base on the lunar surface. And this plan had the advantage of creating a base that could be made uh, operational far more quickly than ours could. But the project suffered some serious delays because of problematic M N-1s. And after 1970, the plan was abandoned in favor of the Zion Orbiter Station. Well, having observed the failure of Operation Lear in 1972, though, the plan was canceled in 74 without a shot ever being fired. Now, Operation Lear, that's L-Y-R-E, took place in March of 1972. Over 200 specially trained U.S. troops moved overland from the Horizon Base assaulting Wahala on the morning of March 19th. Now, this attack was the culmination of a plan began six months earlier, which began with an initial rocket attack aimed to knock out the base's heavier defenses while ground troops and modified spacesuits conducted a ground assault. Well, unfortunately, the attack was a complete failure. And although the initial rocket barrage did damage to Wahala's heavier defensive weaponry, lighter point defense weapons wrought uh, havoc among uh, our troops who were forced back three times before they gave up the attack. Now, details of this mission are still classified, as you might imagine, and the casualties are hidden inside the military losses for the first Battle of Quang Tree, which began on March 30th, 1972. Now, the main effects of Operation Lear were to knock out the sun gun and cause minor damage on the V-9 railgun. And there are those that call the 
The results of partial success, although neither weapon had yet been able to cause serious damage on the earth. But it undoubtedly had an effect on uh, Kamler's decision to abandon the invasion and accelerate plans for the next phase of the Bifrost Protocol. With the failure of Operation Lear, the Horizon base was abandoned and survivors shuttled back to Earth. And at that point, the Apollo program lost steam. Two more missions were flown, but the pretense was no longer necessary. We had abandoned the moon, just as our illustrious leader abandoned Afghanistan. It was cut and run time, folks. Well, in the Soviet Union, the military planners considered their options. Work on the Zon project was still hampered by flaws in the N-1 rocket system. And despite damage to two of Wahala's long-range weapons, a Nazi reprisal attack was feared. Over the next 20 years, both superpowers switched their priority from attacking the moon to defending the Earth. After Operation Lear, the technological advantage switched back to the Soviet Union. It already had a working space station. Thanks to the Salyut program, we were forced to catch up with the Skylab project. Through the 70s and 80s, orbital stations of increasing sophistication served to provide early warning of approaching threats and, if necessary, direct ground launch missiles to their targets. Well, building on the Zaveta concept, the Soviet Union already had advanced plans for space station construction as early as 71. Soviet 1 was launched in April of that year, intended as a dry run for the construction of the planned lunar orbital station when the failure of Project Lear made both superpowers rethink their strategy. Russia's Almaz program aimed to create a series of military sta space stations using Soviet technology, but after three missions it was decided to focus on automated defense systems or consisting of defense satellites coordinated from a single-man station. And this project continued under the Almaz name through the late Soviet missions of the early 80s and the construction of the Mir station, Soyuz 7, the last of the series, which remained in orbit until 1991. Well, a year after Operation Lear, NASA launched Skylab 1, an orbiting scientific station whose stated purpose was to make astronomical uh, observations, survey the Earth from space, and conduct experiments in zero gravity. It also had a classified mission to detect approaching uh, spacecraft and direct fire from ground launch missiles. Now, the mission was largely carried out by automated systems, allowing Skylab to work continuously between the three-man missions to the, to the station. Upgrades to the Skylab's detection and communication system continued through its lifetime, and there was a plan to use the space shuttle to boost it to a higher orbit. But delays in the shuttle development prevented this operation from taking place. Skylab finally dropped out of orbit July 11, 1979, and broke up on reentry. Largest pieces came down near Perth in Western Australia. Well, the Soviet military developed the Istribizal Sputnik fighter satellites concept in the 60s as part of the Zon project. It saw the orbiting moon base as the command and control center of a fleet of attack satellites parked in lunar orbit. And like the Zon space station, it was a simple matter to adapt the system for use in Earth orbit both looking outward for approaching Nazi craft and looking out for rival U.S. satellites. Upon detecting an enemy launch from the lunar surface, the Zahn command module would direct the nearest 
uh, fighter satellite toward it and set out with detonate a fragment, uh, fragmentation warhead, which was effective at a range of up to half a mile. To 1983, our orbital defenses relied on missiles launched from the Earth's surface. That year, though, President Reagan launched the famous uh, Strategic Defense Initiative, or SDI, also known as Star Wars. This ambitious program surrounded the Earth with a network of satellites armed with X-ray lasers and rail guns. The project was sold to the public as a defense against Soviet intercontinental ballistic missile which raised Cold War tensions to a pitch not seen since the Cuban Missile Crisis. But equally important was the ability to detect, destroy incoming Nazi saucers. Well, the launch of the first SDI satellites led to a brief period of orbital dueling to accompany the political military posturing on the surface. And old Soviet Premier Yuri Andropov publicly declared an end to the fighter satellite program. U.S. and Soviet satellites continued to spar with each other until the collapse of the Soviet Union. In addition to orbital stations and armed satellites, both superpowers relied on uh, conventional missiles to bolster their defenses against an attack from space. Known in the military circles as ASATs, anti-satellite weapons programs were usually piggybacked on the anti-ballistic missile development. Initial development stalled in the 60s when the electromagnetic pulse was Nuclear ASAT caused disruptions across a wide area of the Pacific. But after 1972, ASAT development assumed a new urgency with Earth thrown into the offensive footing. Since that time, several countries have developed an ASAT capability, China, India, Israel, to name three, and they arguably have the most to fear from a Nazi attack on Earth. Well, at the collapse of the Soviet Union, as you might guess, severely disrupted the Russian space program. Although several Soviet initiatives uh, continue, the Mir space station remained operational. The SH-11 Gorgon ABM was deployed around Moscow along with other defenses such as the 53T-6 Gazelle system. In the U.S., the lander from Project Horizon developed into the space shuttle, which is instrumental in de deploying a network of military and civilian satellites that covered the globe. According to leaked Department of Defense documents, the satellites of the Global Positioning System include a classified module codenamed uh, Space Intruder Detector, which watches the incoming threats such as missiles and asteroids, and presumably, though it's never been stated, Nazi saucers. The uh, Space Intruder Detector System is patched into the secret network of SDI 100 kilo satellites controlled both from the ground and from the International Space Station. Now, launched in 1998 and expanded several times, International Space Station began as a U.S.-Russian cooperation after Sky 11 Mir stations became obsolete. Europeans, Canadian, and Japanese space agencies also contributed modules, and astronauts from several other countries have spent time on board the uh, space station. Uh, in addition to its scientific work, the International Space Station continues to serve as the primary command and control center for Earth's orbital defenses. And each member of the nation also maintains a backup control center. There's one in Houston, Texas, Bakunur in Kazakhstan, Karoo, French Guiana, St. Uh, Herbert, or Hubert, Quebec. There's one in Japan and one in England. 2004, President George W. Bush 
when he wasn't busy dodging shoes, proposed an American moon base by 2020, but the idea evaporated after initial cost estimates. Some observers believe that Bush wanted to recapture or capitalize on the early success of Operation Iraqi Freedom and bring the war against Wahala into the open. Others claim that almost instant dismissal of the project was part of a cover-up organized by the military and intelligence communities after Bush's ac- Bush accidentally came uh, close to exposing the existence of Wahala, which has been classified uh, above top secret for almost 70 years. Since 1990, more nations have joined the effort to monitor Wahala Base and protect the Earth from future attacks. And as you might guess, there have been varied results. 1990, Japanese uh, Agaromo orbiter is quickly neutralized despite a highly elliptic orbit that left it vulnerable only during br- brief passes. Its transmitter was knocked out by some type of weapon. 2007, a Selene project put three satellites in the elliptical orbit around the moon, transmitting data back to the Tanegashima Space Center. Despite heavier shielding in Higuroma, the Selene mission's uh, Cayuga main orbiter crashed into the lunar surface in 2009 after suffering control problems. The Okina relay satellite was brought down a few days later. Similar fate was suffered by the European Space Agency's Smart One orbiter in 2006 after three years of observations and India's Chandrayaan 1 probe was shot down after just 10 months. These three shoot downs of small satellites at a distance of 60 miles or more have led uh, some commentators to express dismay at the frightening precision of Wahala's long range defense weaponry. Suggest, uh, others suggest these are all lucky shots, finally hitting the targets after months of trying. 2007, China launched its own moon probe, Chang'e 1. About four times the size of Okina Smart 1, it was brought down 15 months after entering lunar orbit. Chang'e 2 remained in orbit nine months before leaving the moon for other objectives and apparently escaped uh, unscathed. December 2013, the Chang'e 3 lander touched down across the Mirabrian from Mahala and deployed the, the U 2 rover. Sometime during the next lunar night, uh, which is December 26 to January 11th, the rover suffered unspecified mechanical damage, but able to move since, stranded about less than 160 feet from the lander. It's uncertain whether the damage is coincidental, as the Chinese National Space Administration claims, or whether U-2 was intentionally immobilized by scouts sent from Wahala to investigate the lander. The launch dates for the Chang'e 4 and 5 missions have been postponed from 2015 and 2017 to before 2020. Meanwhile, Russia's planned lunar glob project aims to put more rovers on the moon, maybe for reconnaissance purposes. And although U-2 was disabled in a few days of landing, some schools of thought believe that a small, fast-moving rover able to take advantage of ground cover might be able to recover more information at closer range than an orbiter could. And certainly that might be possible. Now, there's Operation Eclipse. The X-37 unmanned space plane flew its first test mission in April 2010. And almost immediately, the Air Force ordered a modified version known as the X-37B, a classified program. This was developed into the MQ-14 Lunar Hawk, a drone attack vehicle. Now, emboldened by the success of drone strikes as a, strate- as a strategy in the war on terror, the Air Force began developing a secret lunar drone strategy in 2008. First attack on Wahala took place at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
May 8, 2015. 70 years to the minute from the signing of Germany's unconditional surrender in Berlin. And like the military drones deployed in the Earth's atmosphere, the MQ-14 small size and agility made it harder to detect and target than an orbiting satellite or a manned spacecraft. And this design incorporates many stealth features that help uh, mask it from enemy radar, and its avionics suite includes an automated terrain-following package, which allows it to fly at extremely low altitudes and making the most of ground cover. And despite official silence on the matter, rumors have leaked out about Operation Eclipse, a sustained drone bombardment at Wahala base. At the same time, Boeing announced that the X-37C space plane will feature a pressurized cargo bay large enough to accommodate six astronauts, which is the equivalent of an empty squad and its equipment. Though from my military days, I'd much prefer 12. At the time of... All this material was made available. Details uh, were, of course, hard to come by. Information was fragmentary and usually denied. However, it is possible that Operation Eclipse drone strikes are intended to strip the Wahala base of its defensive armament in preparation for an assault, uh, which will finally lay the ghost of the 1972's disastrous attack. may not be much longer before the secret of Nazi super science are in American hands. The question is... Uh, what will we do with it? Now, for those that have had trouble following the uh, timeline as I've gone through all this material, the um, the initial prototype, if you will, of the saucer craft um, was built in 1922. Um, allegedly based on psychic transmissions from Aryans who've been living in the Aldebaran system since 1919. Now, I have a few issues with that assumption. Um, I do know there were uh, recovered crashed saucers found in the North Sea by the Italians, and they couldn't make heads or tails of it and gave it to the Germans. And this happened in uh, the late 30s. 1939 was the first flight of the Honabu 1 saucer. 1941 saw the first flight of the first armed disc aircraft. And in December of that year, Sanger submitted a design for his Vogel orbital bomber to the Reich Air Ministry. And it was in February of 42 that we had the Battle of Los Angeles. Well, all that having been said, we have got um, a lot more information about the um, Wahaba project or the Bahala base but that's for another show because today we've run out of time so until tomorrow at this time this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall show saying have a truly great evening